0: I'm going to call up Pastor Macal Uh He's going to share with us today. We've introduced Sharka already. Uh, Pastor McHale is going to share some of the backstory. And like I mentioned earlier, I had not known some of this, so I have learned a lot already. And I think that you'll be greatly blessed today uh, by, by Pastor McCall and his preaching. So God bless your brother. Press on. Good morning, Abiding Savior. It's such a great privilege and great gift to be able to be here with you and um, for Some of you who are abiding a little bit longer, you might know a little bit of our story. Some of you who are here shorter, you don't probably. But to be here, it's a huge blessing for me. But for you today, to be here means that you will have to work harder, sorry. Because listening to my English, it will be not so easy as a regular Sunday. So even though it's Sunday, I'm calling you to work, work on listening. Uh, So it will be tough today. But hopefully, you can somehow succeed. Uh, I would like to, or we will be talking about calling, how the Lord called. And uh, I am actually starting with my calling because it's so much connected with Abiding Savior and it, there is uh, this huge connection and I was so much blessed by by uh, your congregation. Uh, first, I would like to show you the picture of my family. Just to introduce my wife, Sharka is here with me. We have four children. There are actually last year, all four of them announced us that they have boyfriend or girlfriend, four at once in one year, (laughs) really tough, so there are some some add-ins also on the picture, but we have uh, two two girls still at the high school, so I told them no dating, you can only make a reservation for this boy. Uh, And then we have a uh, uh, oldest son is studying at the college in Czech Republic and then we have a daughter who is actually at the Bible College in Minneapolis to be studying there so we had the privilege to be with her now also, and she's enjoying it so much. She's a senior there, and she's really strongly considering missions, so uh, she, we are thankful for her and for our children. But uh, now I will move back when I met some of you already and even at the first service, and they were shocked that our children are so big, because um, you know, most of you know them when they were a little, uh, because our story or our connection with Abiding Savior starts in 1999. In 1999, I gra- graduated uh, from university in Czech Republic. I am a civil engineer. My wife, at the same year, graduated to be a teacher. Shortly after our graduation, we got married. And three weeks after we got married, we uh, were flying into the United States and we started the Bible school in Minneapolis uh, with the group of those who just finished high school. So, uh, But we were so blessed. But on the other side, you know, our country was just going out of communism. We lived in completely different culture, we knew completely different things, and to come to the United States, everything was new, everything was shocking, and our English was really very, very, very limited. So for example, when we started to do some homework for school, we had a book, we were reading in one hand, dictionary in the other hand, and the pencil, and looking for the word writing down. So it was tough from the beginning, but the Lord was good to us, and the Lord was blessing us. But the very first evening at the Bible school. You know, those kind of scared uh, young uh, people sitting there at the the dining hall, and here there is one family sitting at our table. And uh, we found out that this is a family who is coming with their son, who is also starting a Bible school, and it happened that they were from Abiding Savior. And when they heard, uh, uh, when they observed in what a poor shape you were, kind of afraid and unsecure, they said to their son, and you will take care of them. So, poor boy, uh, his program was fixed, <laughs> but he was really loving us, caring for us, and not only him, but even this family, and this was a uh, Jenkert's family. Jankert, uh, they were members of this church, they were going it, and so even the first Thanksgiving we were spending in Abiding Savior, and then many times we were back, and we were blessed very much. But that's not it, not only the friendship and, and some relationships, but um, later, on, later on, as I was going through the Bible, Bible school, I was really considering uh, going to seminary. (laughs) Not necessarily to be pastor at that time, but I thought, you know, I can learn more than just at the Bible college, this little bit higher level, maybe, maybe it would be good to consider this. So I applied for seminary, I was accepted, I was going towards this way, but then we found out that we are expecting baby. And of course, as a stranger, in strange land, no health insurance, and, and no money, and so on, and so on. So we thought, okay, this is the sign from the Lord that we are supposed to go home. So we are starting to the preparation to finish that one year, and during the summer, return back to Czech Republic. But then the friends from abiding said, oh, but maybe the Lord really wants to stay here, and maybe there are ways how you can stay here, and so on, and so on. And uh, and Abiding Savior played a major role in it. I don't know what were the processes, but the result was that we received a note from Abiding Savior that they would like to support us during our studies. And that's why I actually finished uh, this theological training and theological education. And during the studies, the clear call came Uh, to pastoral ministry, to congregational ministry. So in 2003 I returned to Czech Republic and I am serving as a pastor there since that time. And we had some uh, more contacts uh, afterwards. The first one was when the group from Abiding Savior actually traveled to Czech Republic to work on the construction of our new congregational center which we are building. And we had some uh, businessman training uh, also for sharing kind of Christian ethics for businesses and other things which we were doing. Then group of our elders was invited to come here and to hear uh, in Abiding Saviour and to observe, to learn, and this was again a great time of blessing and, and later on people from Living World actually were coming regularly to Czech Republic to help with VBS, so many connections, many memories, but uh, what I want to say, if there would not be this influence of Abiding Saviour, I would probably today be for sure not here preaching, <laughs> but I would not be probably in the ministry. Of course, the Lord has his ways, but abiding Savior played a really crucial role in uh, my life, in my orientation. And so you have a huge uh, uh, impact even in Czech Republic because of your, what you have done for us and in other places perhaps, perhaps too. That's what happens when the Lord is calling people. When the Lord is calling people, he called uh, people in abiding to respond to the need. He was calling me. And this is what's happening. Today, we heard here testimony about different ministries. You know, the Lord is calling. If the Lord were not calling, we would not be sitting here, because there would not be no church, there would be no school, there would be no other ministries. But the good news is that the Lord is still calling people, calling people to him, to follow him, and to serve him. And today I would like you to invite you to consider with me the beauty of the call of Abram, later Abraham. The call of Abram and we will be thinking and looking to the scripture a little bit how the Lord called him, but let me remind you a little bit of the background because uh, maybe you remember Ur, uh, sorry, Abram's family was from Ur city in Iraq today. They were located there. And uh, there was the whole family Abram's father Terah was the head of the family. And uh, today you can still visit this place in Iraq. and if you are coming with a lot of dollars, they will tell you this is the house w- w- where Abram lived. you know they all try to force you that this is very attractive that you could pay some fees. Of course, I doubt we would know where Abram uh, was living. This is we see it in the next picture, uh, next slide yeah. this is what they claim this is the house of Abraham. but what is? sure and we see it on another picture There, there is this zikurat which is there, there till the, today and this is from the age of Abraham. So we actually are able to see buildings which are so old from the time of Abraham which is, which is pretty cool and uh, when you look and you can follow with me to the end of 11th chapter of Genesis then is actually the beginning of the story of Abraham even though at this point we are focusing more on his father and so we can look at the end of the chapter verses 31 and we see the, some first information and we read this Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan. And they went as far as Haran and settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. So what is happening we don't know exactly what was the motivation for this trip, but we read that they were going to Canaan. Maybe the Lord was calling Terah, Abram's father. We don't know. For sure we know they were traveling and they had a goal in Canaan. And uh, what we are finding out is that they stopped kind of half the way. They went to the town or city called Haran, and we have also one picture here, how it looks today, this is Haran today, and they settled there. They didn't continue. The goal was to go to Canaan from Ur, but they stopped in the middle of the way. Uh, We don't know why. Uh, But we have to ask the question, before we will read further about the calling of Abraham. Why, what's happening here? Uh, Who were the people at that time? were they really following the Lord? What was instructional the Lord? Or who they were? Why did the Lord call them? And what we read in the scripture is that they were not really followers of, of God. Maybe he was one of many gods. This would be at the best. But probably they completely forgotten the creator. And uh, the witness about this, we can even find the name of Abraham's father because he was called Terach. And Terach means moon, and we know that people in Ur, they were moon worshippers, You know, they were worshiping the moon. So he has even this name, kind of claiming, yes, the moon is great, you are worshiping the moon. And even in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse two, we have the description how they lived spiritually. And we read there, from ancient times, your fathers lived beyond the river, namely Terah, father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. Other gods. They have their own gods, they worship maybe moon, maybe some other gods. So they were not followers of the Lord. And still, the Lord is coming to this situation and He's calling. Why? Because He's gracious. This is our God. Our God is gracious. Even those moon worshippers, even those people who are turning to Him, uh, back to Him, he, from his grace, he is calling. Not because they were better. Not because they loved him or something. No, he is calling because he desires people to know him. And he is calling. And about this calling of Abram, we read in chapter 12 of Genesis. And I will read first eight verses. Maybe I will we'll skip some parts of this text. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curse you will I curse. And uh, in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abram went forth, as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Thus they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land as far as the side of Shechem to the oak of Moreh. Now the Canaanite was then in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then he proceeded from there to the mountain uh, on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. So Abram is called, and we said this was the act of mercy from God. He didn't deserve it. He didn't worship the Lord before. He was called. God was gracious to him. He called him. And he travels. And he travels to Canaan. And then he is promised that he will be blessed. And I think we can really observe it that whoever is following the call of the Lord is blessed. And his blessing. And wherever he comes, he is blessing. And then we read that then he calls upon the Lord. Then he starts his life of worship. He is a follower of God. There in the land where he arrived. And based on this text, I would like us to see that the Lord calls, this is the good news, he calls. And he calls through his word. And he calls us to be with him. First, the reality that he is calling. And I mentioned it already. This is a gracious gift of God. He is calling even today. And sometimes I wonder, even in our country, our country is so much turned back to the Lord, but the Lord is still calling. Still calling to to Him, even those who were laughing at Him first. He is good God. He is Savior. He is calling even those people. But He is calling even Christians. He is calling them to the different ministries. We have heard the testimony a while ago. The Lord is still calling. He is putting something on our hearts. He is calling. He is good God. He is the first one to coming to call. Uh, I would like to mention just one story from my life. Um, there was a one man, husband of one lady from our church. And he was really a, kind of a blasphemer. He was laughing at us. He was laughing in our face. He would sometimes even come. He would come to some church meetings and so on, and he would be a mocking person, you know, making jokes about our faith, how silly it is, and so on. But then uh, difficulties came to his life, uh, tough situations, and his family was broken apart. And all of a sudden, this man accepted my invitation to the Bible study, because he was broken, and he, was, he, start, he started to come to my Bible study. And I remember this moment when he really, he was struck by understanding of the cross, that there is a forgiveness, you know, that instead of me, Jesus is crucified. For me, he suffering and he is giving me his righteousness. And he was so shocked by the message of the cross. And I remember him for weeks repeating just one sentence, how come I didn't got it before? How come I didn't know it before? How come I didn't realize it before? And he was repeating it always, always. Every Bible study, he said it at least 10 times. And he was repeating. He was so touched by the the answers he was getting in the gospel. You know, the Lord was calling. And he called him. And he stepped out of his ur, the place of idolatry. And he followed the call of Jesus. But I am sorry to say that this story didn't end up well. Because I remember at one Bible story, we were speaking about uniqueness of Christ and we said, there is no other way than Jesus and he said, no, that cannot be like this. This is so arrogant to claim that Jesus is the only way, there must be more ways and so on. He's one of the ways and he started to speak like this and, and he was still harsher and harsher. Then he stopped coming to the Bible studies and then he announced me, you have a bad influence on me, I will not speak to you for 356 days. Uh, 300 days he survived, didn't speak to me. Now we are again in touch, but he stuck. You know, he left the Ur, the Lord called him, he walked a little bit, and he ended up in Abram's Haran, you know, as the Terah stayed in Haran, didn't continue. So this is his story, and I think there are many today who started the journey, who heard the call, but they didn't continue. And that's so sad, that's so sorry, because the Lord calls And he calls us to follow. The second, how he calls. And here in the story we see clearly that God is calling through his word. We read, and the Lord said to Abram, he said, we don't have details here at this specific moment how he was speaking, but then later on, because we see that many times the Lord was speaking to Abraham or Abraham, we see more specific uh, situations how he was speaking. Sometimes he was speaking through visions, sometimes he was speaking through messengers who came in person and they had discussion, so there are different ways how he was speaking. Of course, this was time before the scripture, but now we know that all what we need to know was revealed to us in Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God to us. And Jesus also says that the Gospels, and the written Word of God is a God message to us. In this book we have everything when we need to know to understand that the Lord is calling us. Everything is there. He is calling us and His call is clearly extended in the Bible. This is how the Lord calls today. We don't have today the experiences as Abraham had, or maybe Noah had, and or others who got this specific instruction, very detailed instruction from the Lord directly. But we have Word of God. We have Jesus, and in it we have actually much more. And this Word of God is speaking. I, I know that you are, you know it, and that you are, uh, that you are, that something what is happening in your life. Whether you read it by yourself or you are listening to the messages, the word of God is speaking to us and we hear the Lord is calling me. I remember a situation and this is also one of the stories which is uh, a <laughs> gift from Abiding Savior because when I was at the seminary I had so many international classmates and I had also one pastor from Tanzania and I never knew that it might happen to me that I would be connected with Africa or so. But after he returned to Tanzania, I returned to Czech. He was still inviting me, come, come, come. For me, it was completely different world, financially not accessible. So for a while, we were just supporting by prayers. Maybe time to time, we did some special offering and helped some of the ministries in Tanzania. But in 2010, for the first time, me and one elder from my church, we traveled to see him in Tanzania. And uh, we decided with this brother of mine that we will read a book Ephesians every evening before we go to sleep. And we had some complications on so the way, so we have to spend one more night actually already traveling during our connecting flight. We had to spend night uh, in Europe, and we are reading Ephesians 1. Uh, and then the second... When we, the second night, we finally were spending in Tanzania and we are reading Ephesians 2. And when we are reading Ephesians 2, that the verse from verse uh, verse 10, chapter 2, just struck us. And it says, For we are his workmanship. And we knew this verse. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. You know, the Lord prepared something. Uh, before It was ready for us. So we were praying, Lord, if here in Tanzania is something prepared for us, if here is something you are calling us to, let us see it, let us understand, let us receive it. So this was our prayer. And then we were traveling through Tanzania for two weeks. We have seen many ministries and many activities, but then when we at the end talked together, we clearly sensed calling to help. There was one young gentleman, formerly orphaned, who started a school, beautiful Christian man. And we thought, this is our place. This is where we are called to. And we both clearly said, yeah, we sense sense the Lord is calling us here. And that's, I think, what is happening. When we are in the word of God, when we are listening to it, when we are saturated uh, with this, then we really uh, recognize where the Lord is calling us, what is it, what he is calling us to do. And today we are helping the project there. Uh, We are actually helping four schools which were started, four Christian schools, 1,500 children at those schools, mostly orphans, children from the family of drunkards, and this is such a blessing for our church because what we have learned, we learned that we can help others too. This is what I learned here. You know, you have been helping me, and now we are all able to help others. So, again, uh, some blessing which is coming and which is touching us and through us, others. Why? Because the Lord is still calling. And so, the Lord is calling through His word. And the last thing and last part of this message where does the Lord call us? You know, he call, uh, calls us to be with him. This is the most important. This is the most important. He is calling us to be with him. He called Abraham to go to Canaan. But was the Canaan land any better than the land in Iraq today? No, it was not about the land. It was about the presence of the Lord. This was important. And the land was secondary. Of course, God had his purposes, but what was important was that Abraham would be in the presence in the Lord, that he would be with him, that he would follow him. And we know that Abraham got it, Abraham got it. He understood it very well. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we read, by faith he, Abraham lived as an ally in the land of promise as in a foreign land, for he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. He was looking for the heavenly city. He was looking for the presence of the Lord. This was his goal, not specific land. He was just a traveler here, but the home is to be with the Lord. And here we can be with him, and one day fully we can be with him in heaven. And we see it in many pages of the Bible again and again. And I will just remind you Moses, And in Moses, there is this one passage, they are again traveling to promised land. And in one moment, there is the prayer of Moses. And he says, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not leave us from this place. What is he saying? He's saying, you know, if you don't go with us to this promised land, then I prefer to stay here in this desert, where we are hungry, where we are lacking water, where the life is terrible. But it's better for us to be with you in a terrible land than in this great land and without you." Why? Because it's not about the land, it's about the presence of the Lord. And Martin Luther said it even more harshly. He said, I would prefer to be in hell with Jesus than in heaven without him. That's kind of paradoxical, but he's making the point. It's not about the place, it's about the person. Because where Jesus is, there is heaven. It's not about the place, it's about his presence so this is the uh, call we are called to be with him everything else is secondary if we are with him we will always be at the right place wherever we are because he will be with us actually similarly even Jesus said it when Jesus is calling to mission when he is extending the call what does he say uh, Mark 1:17 17 said, uh, write it for us Jesus said to them follow me no go to specific place follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Follow me, and you will be on mission. Because if you are following me, you will be at the right place, always. If you follow me, you will be in the right place. So the call is to be with him. The call is to be with the Lord. I would like to mention one more call in the Bible. There was one more call when uh, uh, God was calling one man. But it was different than Abram because when God called Abram, he said, go to a land and I will show you where it is. He didn't, he didn't know where he is going. But that man, which is in my mind, he knew exactly where he is going. He knew where he is going and he obeyed the call. And he knew that he is going to the land where he will be despised, ridiculed, tortured, crucified. And this was the call of Jesus. He was also called And he knew exactly where he is going. He is going to the land of suffering, torture and death. And he said, yes, I will go. And so he went. He went to the cross where he died for us. And he raised and he is alive. But this obedience to the call is the most important obedience in all the scriptures. Why? Because if Jesus would deny this call, if he would not obey this call, there would be no call for us actually there would be one call for us but it would be a call to judgment but because Jesus obeyed this call there is a call for us and it is not a call for judgment the presence of the Lord is not a judgment for us it is a salvation for us the presence of the Lord brings joy and meaning to our life because God is gracious and so that's why because Jesus was obedient to the call we can hear the call today Those who are still turning away from God can hear. We who are following him, we can hear the call. Because Jesus was obedient to the call. And that's why we rejoice. And that's what brings happiness and sense to our life. And that's what is the basis for our following the Christ. And that's why when we are looking at our testimonies and our stories and what is happening, we can see the gracious God who is calling. And it gives us hope that when we are looking to the future, there will be the same God who is calling, calling those who don't trust him, calling us who believe him, that we would be with him. And this is the best place where we can be. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are calling God. Thank you that you are gracious God. Thank you that you are the one who is coming to us. Thank you that you call very clearly and loudly, especially through your son Jesus, through his obedience, through his willingness to go to the cross so that you can call even upon us thank you that you called us to you that you are still calling even those who are uh, turning you down thank you heavenly father for your patience thank you that you are great god thank you that you care care for us and please prepare our hearts and ears so we would always hear your voice when you call i pray this for these dear brothers of abiding savior i pray for those who are close to them I pray this for the Christians wherever in this world. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.